It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. (laughs) We should have practiced that. We should practice a lot of things that we don't actually end up practicing. But <laughs> but here we are. Hi, welcome everybody. If if you're listening right now, if you've made it this far, <laughs> Rachel and I actually talked about do we want to take turns doing the greeting? I always thank Rachel that you're just really good at saying welcome, but sometimes it just feels natural for for me to say welcome. So, welcome everybody. Are you ready for it? They- I am ready for it. Sam, I feel like this is your, like, Sam is the star of the show today. Yeah, main character, for sure. This is your week leading up to your era's moment. This is the week leading up to your birthday. This is one of your favorite songs on your favorite album. Like, this is a big Sam week, and I just want to make sure that you are really in your Sam era. Uh, is, is, this, yeah. is this what era you're in? Or am I also, maybe I'm in your Sam, is we're all, in, in Sam era. We're all is in, what, in the Sam era. Here? It's all about me. Me, he, he. Listen, I'm not much of like, what do we call them, birthday bitch, where it's like you when it's your birthday, you make it about you. I'm not typically much for that, but I'm just going to take it all in and embrace that this year yeah. because... My birthday is me going to the Eras Tour. Uh, Taylor Swift did that for me, and that's just incredible. Well, I, and, I, yeah. and I'll never forget it. So I want to ask you, because of your injury, has this informed your costume? And if so, please share with us. What is Sam arriving to the concert wearing? So I am going as Lover Era Sam. Um, which was not my plan all along because, you know, I'm a rep dude. I And I wear a lot of black as right. well. But I didn't have the type of black that would go well for the tour. And I was thinking, like, glitter and sparkles. I didn't really want glitter and sparkles. And I didn't just want to wear a black T-shirt. So I switched up my mind. I went lover era. I have a very pastel flowy shirt which has pinks and, and blue and yellow and mm. purples in it. And then I've got some light blue shorts to go along with that. Um, I've got some heart-shaped sunglasses. And that's going to be my main look. And so it's going to be bright and, and lover and, and fun. Um, and I will be wearing my boot because, I yes, I had ankle surgery a couple of weeks ago. So I've got a boot and crutches. My original thought was I wanted to get LED lights for the crutches. You can get like that tape and wrap it around. Um, fun, right? But then I saw somewhere that you're not allowed to have any lights on on your clothing or anything. Um, they could not let you in with that. So I'm glad that I read sure. that. I'm not going to put any lights on my crutches, but I've got stickers and um and you know i can decorate the boot i might use some markers and cover the boot um obviously i've got swift and swigs with sibs stickers are going to be handing out so swiggies if you're listening to this and you're going to be at night one in denver on july 14th please come and find us um so that's basically my look we are definitely going to be tailor gating in the parking lot in um on friday afternoon Ah. in denver and my plan is to hand out friendship bracelets, hand out stickers, and then I think what I'm going to do is make a batch cocktail, uh, the same cocktail that I made for Cruel Summer, which was that Blue Long Island. And I'm encouraging anybody who comes up and sees us tailorgating, um, I'll pour you a little drink, I'll give you some stickers, we'll chit-chat, we'll exchange friendship bracelets. I also got 
I had friendship bracelets in the mail today too. So, um, but yeah, so the night before the, yes. the show, we're all going to get together, listen to Taylor, put on some documentary, either the folklore Long Pond Studio Sessions or her documentary or the Reputation Stadium Tour. Um, we're going to make some friendship bracelets. We're going to talk her about her plan. And then we're going to go to the Aeros Tour on my birthday eve. And it's going to be, I, I think, one of the best nights of my life. So yeah, so that's my plan. And I'll be a different man after that. I'll also be a year older. You will. But I just love this idea of being able to trade friendship bracelets like in the parking lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking to forward music. to that oh aspect as well. The parking lot opens at 2.30, yeah. so we're hoping to get there by 2.30 and just oh. and just uh, hang out until we're ready to go in. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got some surprise song predictions for my show in Denver. I was just going to ask. Okay, so what do you got? What are you thinking? What are you wishing? What are you hoping not to get? Yeah. I'm really worried that you have manifested me. I, I would not worry about that because I think that would be actually a really fun surprise song moment. Yeah. Um, because it is a I really fun song. Yeah. And it's sort of like a joke in the Swifty world that I think it would actually be really iconic yeah. if, if that was the song. Um, so bring it on. I, I think honestly. Especially for your birthday. Exactly. Um, but if it's any song off of Reputation, Folklore, Evermore, Midnight's, Lover, uh, 1989, I'll be happy. If it's anything off of Speak Now, Taylor's version, I'll be really happy. Okay. If it's anything off of Red, Taylor's version, or yes. Fearless, Taylor's version, or Debut, I'll be happy. So bring it on, baby. Um, but here are my predictions. It's July 14th, which is Bastille okay. Day. So that's that's the French Revolution. So I'm hoping for Paris. Oh. But now I see that there are actual Paris dates on the Eras tour. So she might reserve Paris for those nights. But I think it would make sense. On July 14th, she plays Paris. Um, there is definitely rumors that Haley Williams of Paramore will be making an appearance in Denver that weekend or I should say at the Eras Tour in Denver that weekend, because she's actually already in Denver performing a show with Paramore the night before my concert. So rumor has it that that might wow. be a guest. Um, you know all too well what it means to put your hopes up in, in having a guest that doesn't show up. So I know. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I, I think I think my number one hope would be anything off of Reputation. I'm also thinking New Year's Day could be a likely... Uh, the piano song. Um, so, yeah, those are those are my thoughts. But we'll see what happens. Oh man, okay, I'm excited. I will put all the good vibes out. But it's like it's gonna be amazing, regardless. So I'm just yes. I'm just excited yep. for you to go, and then we can talk. And then and we'll be finally be able to talk about it's it afterwards. Be so, good. so, so yeah, stay tuned. Um, but until then, Rachel, let's move on with this amazing episode yeah. we have in front of us today. Um, now, I think it's important before we get into our doing good on some new shit. So this episode that you're listening to comes out July 14th, uh, which means we've had a week of Speak Now Taylor's version. But what you need to know is Rachel and I are currently recording this mere hours before Speak Now Taylor's version actually no. comes out. So we have not heard this yet. Thus, I can't actually include it in my new shit that I'm listening to because I haven't listened to it yet. So that is the basis for what you need to know. You know what I mean? Fair. Yeah. Fair. Do you have another new shit that you're listening well, to? Well, yeah. This is the... This is the... Uh, episode of Sam and I'm I'm going to say that I listened to two of your new shits from recently <laughs> so <laughs> two of my one, new shits I don't I like how that comes two, out but two of your, yeah is that how you say it <laughs> um I listened to the Olivia Rodrigo song yes. obsessed yeah it's crazy amazing mm -hmm. um I got a little nervous for a while when there was, like, chatter about, is it about Taylor Swift? But then somebody else debunked it. So Interesting. I did not I even heard that consider chatter. that theory at all. 
Because there is yeah. a little bit of like mm-hmm. tension between Taylor and Olivia from what I've like read. Yeah. I hate to give the satisfaction asking how you're doing now. How's the castle built of people you pretend to care about? Just what you wanted. Look at you, cool guy, got it. She said it was about somebody else or something, but I don't know. Maybe that's just a cover-up. I don't know. Well, it could be a cover-up because if Olivia dared admit that she wrote a, a hate song, if anybody wrote a hate song about Taylor Swift, they would be canceled. Let's just be honest. They would be canceled. <laughs> so even if it is about Taylor Swift, you can't I mean, admit that. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, well, Mike and I were just pa- uh, unpacking things this week. Um, on 4th of July, we were listening to your Summer in My Buns 23. Oh, yeah. So just allow this to be an additional p- plug for that really great playlist. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I threw in a little bit of Tay and Bay all day, a little bit too, and Heck yeah, it was like that's just a great selection of music. Mike was like, oh, "Who are we listening to?" And I like to him. He's like, "This is awesome. Anything Sam picks is going to be great." So, <laughs> anyway, that's just that's been my latest listen, and as I prep for just diving into Speak Now as of you know midnight tonight. I love it. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Yes, just mere hours away. Um, okay, so my new shit is going off of that, Rachel. On on my playlists, I have added a song by Sophie Tucker. Um, the song is called Purple Hat, and I think it might be my favorite song on the playlist. I've been listening to Sophie Tucker. It's actually two people. It's a guy and a girl. Her name is Sophie. His name is Tucker. So the artist name, the duo, is called Sophie Tucker. And they're clubby dance music. There's some really great songs. They're an awesome duo. Purple Hat being probably my favorite. And if you listen to my summer playlists, you've heard it. So... All right, this is the time when I am starting to get thirsty, and we need to segue into uh, let's let's find out what we're, what our song of the week. What is our Swift of the week, Sam? We've hinted at it at the beginning, but you take it away and let us know before we start swigging. All right. Well, because it's my Eras Tour week, I needed the ultimate hype song to get me excited. My ultimate hype top song is Ready For It. Some boys are trying too hard. He don't try at all, though. Younger than my exes, but he act like such a man, so. I see nothing better. I keep him forever. Like a vendetta. I, I, I see I cannot think of a more fun, hype song to get me not only into the Eras Tour, but to get ready for my day, to going out getting ready for work, to hanging with my friends. It, it's always ready for it, for me. Um, I've, I've loved this song since I, since I started listening to Reputation. I think it is one of my... I, I think it is my favorite opening track of any album. Are you ready for it? That's really closely tied with The One, which we've already discussed. We've also discussed Lavender Haze, and no shade on Lavender Haze, but it does not hold up as far as an opening track goes for me, like Ready For It does. So, I'm I'm ready for it. We, Rachel, we literally include this in our podcast intro. Every episode, we talk about Ready yeah. For It. I mean, it's just... It's iconic. I love to say it. And uh, I'm ready to get into it with, with you. So This is a great start. Yeah. So let's talk cocktails, Rachel. Why don't you go first? Tell me what you made for the song Ready For It. The cocktail I am pairing 
uh, started off pretty literal, as in, like, this cocktail name is in the actual song. This is one of those, like, this had to be made. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing an island breeze mm-hmm. to our um, swigging today. An island breeze is an actual cocktail. It's um, pineapple juice, rum, preferably coconut rum if you can get it, just like as Malibu-esque as possible. Go to the deep back ends of your like college <laughs> uh, liquor cabinet and pull out that Malibu, okay? So you got Malibu, you got pineapple, um, and then you... You, you mix that together and then you um, put some cranberry juice over the top. So it's like layered mm. like a sunset. Um, that's how you make the classic cocktail. But I have, um, I don't know if I over, I don't think I've already done this. But just like with Speak Now where I said like purple is just like the leading color. I feel like it's really hard to make a cocktail that's as sunny and bright as an island breeze and pair it with reputation. Mm-hmm. You need it to be black. Yeah. You need the lights down low. And that's actually the name of this cocktail because I take the island breeze, but before you put the cranberry juice on top, you add in a little bit of charcoal uh, uh, powder, which is an edible product that you can get in like online. You don't need much at all. You just need a teeny tiny bit. And it darkens the cocktail. And it's the island breeze when the lights are down low. Okay, so then you top it off with a little cherry that's like reminds you of the uh, revenge. And you have yourself a good, good swig. Yummy stuff. Cheers, Rachel. Enjoy that. All right. I will go next. And guess what, Rachel? We did the same thing. Uh, I thought so. So I I literally took the same Wait, is yours actually black too? Yes, it's legit black. And I'll tell you what I did here. So, yeah, I took the same exact inspiration. I wanted an island drink, but with the lights down low. So how many cocktails is this now where we basically did the same thing, but a little different? Um, I don't know. But here's what's in mine. It's good. We've got rum. It's clear okay. white rum. Yep. And it, it mine's essentially like a mojito, but with hibiscus syrup. So it's like a hibiscus mojito. So we've got hibiscus syrup, limes, and mint with uh, with some rum, of course. Now I got a little... Oh, but of course, it's black. Hello, Reputation. This song starts off the entire album. It's the leader of the whole era. Well, look what you made me do was the lead single. But when you're listening to the album, this leads you off. And it is a, there's some like dark. So not only do we take inspiration from the lyrics, Island Breeze, Lights Down Low, but the song, the, the musical quality too, has both deep darkness to it, but with like light, breezy, tropicalness to it as well. So it's all those island flavors with, jet black color so i did a little bit of research on how you can get that black um activated charcoal was one thing but that's the route you went i did not go that route um i infused my clear white rum with black rice and it's a natural way to dye the spirit it's got to be a clear spirit like you could do vodka but obviously i'm doing white rum um, black rice is a type of rice that's probably the most expensive rice you're going to find at Whole Foods. So I just had to bite that bullet, but, um, but you, you let it infuse and it doesn't impart any flavors whatsoever. It just imparts its natural darkness to it. Um, and so it's kind of hard to tell. My lighting isn't great, but it's a jet black cocktail with a yellow umbrella on it. And it kind of matches my outfit. I've got a black t-shirt with a yellow hat. So... Yeah. Fun. That's it. We're, we're, I love it when we do the same thing. All right. Cheers. Cheers. All right, Sam. This okay. is the moment. We are about to break down one of your favorite songs. This is ready for it. We're going to start with the spirit. We're going to muse. 
move into the musical mixology of it all. And then we will get to our lyrics, Taylor with a twist. And we have got some good ones. So there are some I want to let twisting. You... There's some good musical mixologies, some beautiful spirit. Yeah. All of the above. Start with our spirit, Sam. What do you get from the like main overall vibe of this? You kind of hinted at it with your cocktail, so I want to hear what you got. Well, this, I don't think my cocktail really hints at the spirit. The spirit for me is Taylor singing about the onset of a relationship with somebody and acknowledging like maybe the, the flaws that might come with that or or the dangers of going into that, but nevertheless, like, let's, let's fucking go type of energy. <laughs> and so you're getting this feeling of like, um, there's some, a little bit of danger. There's some like back history with this, with this partner that she's falling for. She even acknowledges her own past history a little bit, but it all culminates with like, baby, let the games begin. I mean, let's just go for it. And I, maybe this is better suited in the musical mixology, but what I'm about to say, but there is like, just like the deep, dark production of this song gives you that energy. That's like, Whoa, this is a little dangerous, but then it like, there's a part of the song where it's just like bright and airy and you feel like you're on the beach. And that's the part where she's like, I think it's a good idea. Let's just do it. I found her, like, she had a comment that that she described the song as, like, finding your partner in crime. And and she mm-hmm. said it was like, oh, my God, we're the same. We're the same. Oh, my God, let's rob banks together. This is great. Which I thought was really cute, yeah. but I was like, I just feel like, Taylor, that's way too simple. It's so interesting. I feel like when she describes her songs, she's very subtle about her description. And you know that there's so much more going on. I solidly agree that this is, I think, the very best intro into an album. Yay! I'm so glad you agree. I think I said that about the one. (laughs) And I really like the way that Midnight's begins. But Mm -hmm. it's as far as the way that a song sets up the entire album this one is exactly what the fans needed and it came as a shock I mean we got look what you made me do which was a hint at the darkness that was coming the song touches on the light and the darkness and the light that happens throughout the album that we're we're going to get later yes yes absolutely I I think that not only lyrically is she singing about the lightness and the darkness of starting a relationship, but I think it's all the song could also represent, it could be a metaphor for the album itself because yeah. she tackles these different sound qualities, these different ideas that she will get into throughout the album. And just the whole, like, concept of the idea of ready for it as in like are you ready to go on this journey of reputation yeah. with me and then yeah. baby let the games begin it's just it's a great representation of the album to follow and thus i think you and i both agree it's it's the best album opener i think we've got i mean no shade to all the other openers we love you too but to represent the album as a whole ready for it takes the cake it is exactly what a leading track should be. So I think that's fantastic. Yep. Let's mm-hmm. transition into the musical mixology because this, that I think that's one of the biggest moments of this song. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> what are your favorite sounds? I love a Max Martin and Shellback Taylor Swift song. I've mentioned it before. Do you? I've never heard you say that before. <laughs> they're they're behind all of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. Um, I don't know what it is and how they do it, but they pull it off. I saw the name that that's who produced it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to wait for Sam to be like, oh, hey, I really love Max Martin. <laughs> I didn't even need to look that up. I could just tell that it, that it was um, yeah. Max Martin and Shellback, but 
the sounds that I love, I mean, I have a whole page of notes on this. Um, I, I think the most, like, okay, so there's, there's obviously these, like, hard-hitting beats that you get. Like, really hard-hitting bass and beats and drums. That give you that, like, deep, dark, rich energy. And then there's this, like, part during the, the pre-chorus, I guess it is, when all of that just drops away. And you get this, um, it's reminiscent of tropical house music. In my dreams. You should see the things we do, baby. So there's just this like juxtaposition with the production of the song where that deep darkness and then totally countered by this like light airiness as well. And I think that's my favorite aspect of the musical mixology part of the song. Um, but I think one of my favorite moments musically of the song is when she clears her throat. So I've told the story of when I first like fell in love with Taylor Swift's music was the album Reputation. So this song kind of started it off and I heard her clearing her throat and foolish me, I thought, oh my gosh, that was an, a mistake. They forgot to edit that out. And then once I learned more about who Taylor was and her process and, and what she represented. Yeah. I, I realized that that was a very intentional clip to use. And I, I wonder, I like to think that she was clearing her throat in the recording studio so that she could sing those first lyrics, and they decided to keep it in, rather than somebody saying, hey, Taylor, you know what would be cool? If you cleared your throat before you did that. It just represents her like back from the silence that we had um, she, where she was canceled by the media. We've talked about all that. And the first thing we hear from her is, <clears throat> as in, like, let me speak. My turn to talk. Really, like, that was the longest period of time we had gone without hearing from Taylor. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really big deal. And, and we mentioned that in the Look What You Made Me Do. But for this to be... Like the the very beginning of the album, and she lays it out with the boom, 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 like a very heavy sound is the first sound you hear. You don't even build up to it. Like we get it right away, and then and we get this like record scratching. Like like you can imagine somebody being like, "Wait, what? Am I hearing this right?" Mm -hmm. You know. And then she clears her throat and then starts in like boom, yeah. right in into the music yeah. so it's just such a brilliant brilliant start this is kind of a little bit of a rap for oh music, yes it totally right? like, is and and what's interesting like she will sometimes bring up like she will karma is an example where she sings and then she brings on a rapper to kind of like give that like rap type element yeah. but she's not the rapper but like there's a lot of almost spoken singing that's happening uh -huh, uh -huh. in this song yeah. Un unlike anything else so that was another jarring moment yes. which makes the throat clear all the more clearly like all the more amazing like excuse me i have something to say <laughs> yeah. literally like i will be saying this uh -huh. to you not just singing it um i think that's really powerful um the what i notice is the the middle of the night the first two times that she says it in the middle it gets really quiet yeah. and it's sweet and it's subtle. And I think this is really important. I this is this is where I say it's almost like where you have two different songs and it kind of after listening to this a few times, I got a whole different idea of what maybe is happening in the song or maybe I'm influenced by the music video, I don't know. The music video be crazy yeah oh yes it 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 be crazy it be confusing <laughs> yeah. I'll, be, I'll give you that much yeah. 
But it did give me this idea of there being two different tailors. Mm -hmm. And so there's, and that is kind of what we're getting on this album, Mm -hmm. is this really hard tailor, this like, I'm fighting back with you. And the tailor that we know and love, which is the subtle, sweet, soft, like romantic, the person who is in love. And people have been really torn by reputation in general. Like, is this a love album or is it not? Like, people have different... Taylor would say yes. Yes. The answer is always yes. (laughs) Whenever there's this or that with Taylor, it's a yes. Um, But but importantly, I think that the first two middle of the nights are quiet and sweet and subtle as if she's like building up to what she's really trying to say like trying to bring that in and then she the last middle of the night I'm getting chills because it is an amazing moment and then hearing it in an arena with 70,000 people like I'm so I, I, I had to bring it up Sam it's so, I mean, the fact that she opens her reputation tour with this, y'all know I've watched that shit so many times, and it always gives me chills. I just think it's fantastic that she starts off oh. with no music, but baby, let the games begin, and then silence, and then the fans, and then the crowd. I'm just getting goosebumps thinking about it. Um, it is a, it is a perfect <laughs> arena song. Uh, we'll talk about that moment once I've experienced it in real life. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. Let's get into the Taylor with a twist. Yes, indeed. The lyrics of this song are so smart. She does a really good job of playing with the words and juxtaposing the lyrics in a very clever position. And you could just listen to the song on the radio and, and similar to Cruel Summer and think, that was a fun bop, but then when you like really take the time to yep. break down the lyrics of the song, it's going to blow your mind. It's really smart. It's so creative. It's a good thing we've got Swift and Swigs to do <laughs> yes. the ultimate breakdown. Yes. What would For y'all our swiggies. do without Am I right? us? Yes, you're absolutely right. All right, let's just start off with verse one. She clears her throat, verse one, uh-huh. boom. He was a killer. What a line. Yeah. Um, and who is he? We haven't really even, I mean, I think we've been hinting, hinting at the fact that this was like an early relationship, but the, the early relationship we're talking about, supposedly, that's not the right word, but I like saying it, supposedly, is... Joe, okay? And there's a lot of ways, like, it could be different things. But part of the reason we know it's Joe is because Joe was a, played a killer in a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time she saw him was when he was a killer. Yeah. So it's an, it's an interesting, like, actual, literal way of interpreting that do you have a different interpretation of that yeah so i think that is a way to connect the fans myself included most of the time want specifics they want to be able to connect a specific person to her lyrics and i'm usually in that ballpark but this is an exception i am not trying hard to think about who the subject of this song is but yeah, so I, I mean, it could be Joe, but I also think the song just sort of lyrically could represent a lot of relationships, not just about Joe Alwyn, but like in general, the idea of jumping in and knowing somebody's past history, but regardless of that, jumping in. I like that she uses the word killer because again, darkness, like that that's a dark theme and we're going to get that with killer and and haunted and ghost and phantom and later robber and thief and um words like vendetta and stealing and heist like there's or or um crime and punishment is kind of like this angle that she said she was playing with on this album yeah i mean we get it in with getaway car is a is a clear example of that um oh for sure obviously right and then we get that in this in this song in this song too um, 
I love the syncopation. I love the beat. And then you talked about this when yeah. you mentioned how she's kind of rapping in a way. Wonder how many girls he had loved and left haunted. Which, what was it, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about that word. And, and I mentioned, yeah, she uses haunted in quite a few songs. And I didn't even reference ready for it. It, it escaped me. Well, know? but the, the reference there was that, like, a lot of these these relationships, men that come into our lives people that come into our lives haunt her like they linger and um so she's connecting that um what I would like you to help me with is like if he's a ghost then I'll be the you'll correct me I'm the phantom what does she mean what is she saying there well I think she really loves the phantom of the opera and the fact that they didn't cast her as Maria, what is she got name? cats and not Phantom of she the got Opera? Cats okay. and not Phantom, and Fine. I think it's just uh, it Shoot. eats her up. Just kidding, I don't think that's the case at all. It's haunting her, it's haunting her. Um, no, I think what that means is if he's a ghost, well, two can play this game, she'll be a phantom because uh. this whole thing to her is like the, the, the idea of love is this game. And two can play this game. Holding him for ransom just gives me, like, this idea that she's not going to let him go. And this is, lyrically, my favorite part is ransom. And then in the second verse, island. When she ends that word and uses that last syllable to start a new idea. It's so brilliant. It's brilliant with a capital B and a capital R and a capital I, etc., etc. So holding him for ransom, and then she goes on to say, "Some, some, some boys are trying to hold. He don't try it. Oh, yeah. the younger yeah. than my exes, yeah. but he acts like such a man." So. Yeah. Um, and I guess I mean maybe she is singing about Joe because these are pretty specific lyrics about he is younger. And did you know that in the music video? Uh, there's an Easter egg where there's 1989 written behind her and also 1991, which is Joe Alwyn's birth year. Um, yeah. The more I really delve into this, I think I think she was implying Joe Alwyn, but... Uh, I, I do think, like, if you think about it, as you read through these words, it's almost like she's playing that into that character that similar to Blank Space, and it's like... That's that's how she's starting off. Like that's what I mean when I think there's like two tailors. She's like being the tailor that everyone expects her to be. Like like taking on this guy, like luring him in, haunting him, being the ghost, holding him for ransom. I was thinking about like we uh like the paparazzi, like like she's she's like you know people pay money for like photographs of her. So she's like you, 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 you want them. You gotta pay for it. That kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And but I mean, we get even more as she's going into this, which reminded me, like some boys are trying to do hard. I was thinking of King of My Heart, and how like she started to paint like that image of these other guys and their like jaguars and this guy who isn't trying at all. Yeah. Um, and I was also thinking of Cruel Summer where I kept thinking like that there was this like relationship she wanted to get into and he was like holding back a little bit. He's not trying at all though. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Sam, I would like to know specifically what happened in her life. I need to know. I mean, I don't. That's awful and terrible and I don't need to know that about somebody else's. But I'm so Desperately curious. I need somebody to write me like a whole story on it, so I could just like understand it. About what part of her life? What do you mean? The summer of sixteen. <laughs> I need to know. Uh, like, do you think we'll ever get a documentary? <laughs> I want to get a musical. I honestly feel like one day we're gonna get a musical, and it is going to be incredible. It's gonna be all of Taylor Swift's music, just like you know all the other ones that they do. And it's going to lay out the story and I'm going to be so satisfied. But it needs to happen before I die. Okay, so. Oh, my. <laughs> then you get um, on it. Speaking of death, let's keep going with these lyrics here. Um, um, I was thinking that this this is where I connected Blank Space. Like, she's, 
revenge over those who said that she could never keep a boyfriend. So she's like, I will keep him forever. Like, like a, re- like vendetta, like a revenge against you. Like, fine. You don't think I can keep a boyfriend? Just wait. I'll keep this one forever. Just kidding. I won't. And then she leads us into how, like her dreams. She's like, we're, we're starting to get into the, like the actual truth of what's going on in her mind. Mm-hmm. She's now starting to imagine or project into the future with lyrics like, I, I, I see how this is going to go. Touch me and you'll never be alone. I island breeze and lights down low. Cheers to that. Cheers. No one has to know. And that that whole pre-chorus is like, you know, she. I, I like how it ends with no one has to know, which is exactly what her and Joe's relationship essentially was. The idea was like, this could work for us, but only if it's private and we can make this work nobody has to know we could we can make this work island breeze like take me to places that are beautiful and 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 lush lavish and and tropical but we're gonna be intimate because you're hot and i'm hot and i love you so let's turn those lights down low baby uh the in the middle of the night is technically the start of the chorus but it doesn't feel like a chorus to me it just kind of feels like a Segway? Well, this is where we get really light, light and airy and tropical. I mean, it's very different. Yeah, it's very different. We've, we've had this issue too before where we like read the lyrics online and whatever f- websites we're reading the lyrics from, they categorize verse one, verse two, chorus, pre-chorus, refrain, post-chorus, bridge. And I think that is just one person's interpretation of what it is. Um, in the middle of the night does, I can see it being a pre-chorus, which is what it's categorized on the internet because it's not like the song isn't exploding at that point. And I feel like the chorus should be the explosion and the explosion is actually just her repeating. Are you ready for it? Well, in the middle of the night is listed as the chorus and I, I see how this is going to go is listed as the pre-chorus. Gotcha. Okay. But I think you're right. It's almost like, are you ready for it? Is it just That's when the it court? drops. I mean, I that's know. like just the, the, that just everything just boom, drops. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the lyrics here, in the middle of the night, in my dreams, you should see the things we do, baby. I feel like so much, and this is very common because we got Taylor when she was 13, like started to write music. But a lot of Taylor's music is this dreaming about this perfect guy. I mean, Wildest Dreams is, like, the perfect example of that. Well, and even, like, I would say love story, because I think it's probably just that. It's, like, a love story that she imagines. Yeah. Um, uh Or, you know, that, that, like, white horse, whatever. Like, the perfect guy that she she dreams Uh of. And... I think when she's like, I know I'm going to be with you, I thought this was interesting because it's almost like a contrast to Cruel Summer when she has so much anxiety because she doesn't know if she's going to be with him. But Mm -hmm. this um, feels more like you are the guy I have been dreaming about. You are the guy I've been writing songs about um, from the very beginning. And... I, I'm a mastermind and I know I'm going to be with you. Yeah. And so like it, 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 or, but more, but not in a like sneaky sort of way, but just in a trusting, like I trust that like, this is the guy I've been waiting for. This is what all the drama I was dealing with was to lead me to you. And I take my time. Like I took my time. I took all those like other relationships I had to, like, the ups and downs because I knew one day I would find my dream boy. It's actually quite a romantic lyric. I know I'm going to be with you, so I'll take my time. Yes. And are you ready for it? Now, is she asking her partner, her her love interest? Is she asking us as the fans? The answer is yes. <laughs> Again, yes. I think... I do really like the idea of her 
saying to this lover, like, are you ready for it? What we're about to go through. And she she's kind of leading up to the next chorus, which is going to be like, here's the the hard parts that are that are coming in the next verse that are like coming up. So are you ready for it? But she's also asking us like, Hey, I have this guy, this new relationship, this new me. Are you ready for it? I don't know. I think Mm -hmm. it's a yes. Okay. Moving on. Second Second verse. verse. So what's interesting is the first verse, she's talking about him and his past. Second verse is her Mm -hmm. talking about her and her past and what she means metaphorically or not as you know her version of the relationship here um so she's singing it starts off with new i was a robber but that's implying you or he knew you knew he knew instead of i knew so it's almost like she's now putting this into his perspective um where maybe he's like grappling with the idea of oh boy am i gonna jump into this am i ready for this in his perspective um because she's like talking about her flaws and her faults and i love that she's calling herself a robber because she steals hearts she's calling out her this idea that she's a serial dater that she's had a lot of relationships and that she's had a lot of breakups and the whole like idea of taylor swift in the media is that concept i just had a realization Mm. because i i don't think i really did a good job of comparing the first verse with the second but what i'm noticing now is i just like sit here stare at the lyrics like the first verse you know talking about him mostly what she's saying is there's so much i don't know about him he's like an invisible ghost and so okay i will be invisible too i will be this like unknown thing that you have to like pay ransom in order to find out about me Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. we flip to her she's saying this everybody knows me i'm the robber i'm the thief i'm the heist everybody's after me Ah. and that's the contrast between the two and which Uh which is true like that's who Mm -hmm. she she is this is what people know about me that i steal hearts that i run Mm -hmm. off and never say sorry you know I'm a thief, and then maybe he can be too. Like, he can be known now. And we'll move it to an island. And, and, and. Okay, this next part so is, like, really freaking brilliant. Uh, thank you, it, Internet, for leading me to this. Um, so let's just say, say the lyrics here. And he can be my jailer, which is, okay. Let's just stop right there. We're talking about her being a thief, okay. breaking the law, but he can be the jailer as in, like, he's going to hold her captive and, like, not get her in trouble. Maybe, no, I don't really have a thought on that, actually. And, and <laughs> Well, and it goes with this, but, like, yeah. she's saying you can hold me captive, by, yeah. Like, I'm captivated by you, yeah. I think, is is what that... Like, I think all of a sudden this is her releasing, like, I am a thief, I steal hearts, I'm admitting I'm guilty, and I stole your heart, and now you can keep me forever. Like, mm-hmm. no longer will I run away in my getaway car and steal somebody else's heart because mm-hmm. you got me. You mm-hmm. locked me in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which leads us to Burton to this tailor. Every love I've known in comparison is a failure. Wait, okay, pause. I need to hear you say that. I, I feel like I can't say that every lover known in comparison is a failure very well. So would you say it? Okay. Well, I'm going to do the, the, the beat, too, because there's a really, okay. like, sick beat that comes on during this part of the song. Yeah. And he yeah. can be my jailer, Burton to this tailor. Every love I've known in comparison is a failure. I forget their names now. I'm so very tame now. Never be the okay. same now, now. I, I, I see. Okay, I was trying to go too fast on comparison. Every lover known in comparison is if I was like accenting the wrong thing. But it is. It, it is tricky. It's tricky it, to to like flow those words the way that Taylor does it. But 
Now, listen, Taylor is not known as the best rapper of our generation, but <laughs> I would put this to the test against Kanye, against Jay-Z, against Eminem, because girls got a flow to it. But anyways, let's talk about the lyrics here. Burton to this Taylor. Of course, she's using this amazing metaphor, Elizabeth Taylor to Richard Burton, for these like f this famous couple who were like, on again and off again and like causing drama in the scene in the Hollywood world back in the golden days. But it's just fantastic that Elizabeth Taylor just so happens to share a name with the Taylor Swift. And like where, at what point in the songwriting process did this come out? Has she been holding on to this? Was this in her notes memo for a really long time? <laughs> How she wanted to use Elizabeth Taylor and compare it to her? I mean, it's just phenomenal and then she rhymes it with failure because basically she's saying everything that she is every love that she has had up until this point compared to you is a failure and that's what we've known her to sing about in the joe era joe almond era is that like this love was the real one this was one what she was waiting for and everything else that happened before this was just like a crappy love it was truly a failure well which is what um, people said about elizabeth Elizabeth Taylor as well. Like she was, she married eight mm -hmm. times. Twice, two of them were to Bur Richard Burton. So, um, mm -hmm. but this is a really great line. So um, Joseph Kahn, he said like that was his favorite line to her, and she said, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, he's like, "That's a really clever metaphor," and she said, "I know. That's why I wrote it." <laughs> Which I think is such a badass answer. Like, mic drop, boom. She knows when she nails it. And, like, I, you might be right, Sam, that she has been waiting to throw in Burton <laughs> to his tailor somewhere in her music. And this just, like, nails it. I just, I just so love good. the rhyming of jailer, of Taylor, of failure. Just so fun, so clever. But yeah, I forget their names now. I'm so very tame now gives me um, I forgot that you existed vibes yes. where it's like, do you really yes. forget or are you just choosing to acknowledge that this new love is all that matters? Everything that's happened up until this point, failure or not, was just what led me to you. Um, I'll never be the same now. It's funny. I'm so very tame now. This song is anything but tame. <laughs> I know. This song is like really wild and crazy <laughs> yeah so the line never be the same now made me realize i made this like connection that so many of her album first track on her album talk about um something new or not being the same or that she's different than she was before because and I made this connection because mm. in the opener to red um she s says the very same line never be the same and then what is it state of grace right yes and I'll never mm. be the same oh. great song so and that's like, like exactly the same line and here we have another moment where she's like never the same so let's let's go and i don't have much for like the first three eras but i think starting in red is when she really started to reinvent herself so she it's kind of like the beginning yeah. of her really starting to do new things and almost like every album was like something new so in red we get state of grace never be the same in 1989 it's like welcome to new york you're in a new place like this is we've been waiting for you so like it's there's literally another new called thing. new york new york exactly okay so that's 1989 doing good i'm on get, some new shit well okay i'm yeah i'm going to new york so reputation she's like i'm doing a uh, reputation she's like never be the same okay next yeah. we got lover we start with i forgot that you existed which is a little bit kind of like I've moved on and I don't I'm different now like I forgot you existed mm -hmm. it's not the same anymore mm -hmm. then we yeah. get 
I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. That's kind of where it breaks down for me. But, but like, I just thought it was... Well, you could even say life was a willow that bends right to the wind is, like, this new growth that goes with the flow. Sure. That should be the Evermore one. I also don't really think of Evermore as a separate era. Like, it's Evermore folklore to Mm -hmm. me or almost one era. Lavender Haze... Yeah, I get that. ...is a little bit different. Like, she is talking about, like, this is new to me. All this shit is new to me. She does say that in the first. Oh, yeah. Right? So, it's just interesting. I, I don't know if there's any meaning to that, but it just I just realized it as I was like making that connection. She is a mastermind, so I wouldn't put a pastor <sighs> to like is. intentionally have this idea of new and renaissance on every single opener. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where are we? So are then we we've, we've ended our um, second verse, or or yeah, we get another. Pre-chorus, chorus, whatever we're talking about. We, what do we want to call that? Like, Island Breeze, Lights Down Low, Middle do of the Night. Do we have dreams. a banging bridge in this song? I, is Baby Let the Games Begin, I think, would be considered I the bridge. Guess, but it's yeah. not... And you could, I mean, you it's could good. consider that banging. I it's mean, it, banging. lyrically... It doesn't it's like delve yes. into it doesn't it doesn't lyrically right. delve into the roots of who she is as a lyricist. It's literally just five words. Baby, let the games begin. But she repeats it and the beat is so effing cool in that part. You can like it's like a in a, an arena, like you could picture somebody in an arena, like let baby let the games begin. Mm-hmm. And and I I, mm-hmm. I think that that's such an interesting phrase because it's like for one she's kind of hinting at the games that people play um yes i uh, mean love is a game she sings about it in blank space and people talk about the idea of like flirting and dating is also being a game because there's this idea of playing hard to get or playing in too much i mean it's definitely like there's some psychology behind getting into a relationship to the point that it is like a game whether that's a sports game at an arena or a board game with strategy there's just i mean it's a it's a there's a a battle with the media like that's another game Mm. the the new album like let the games begin like like yeah yeah like, she's bringing in playfulness mm-hmm. and, like, kind of contrast right there. Like, it's going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. Okay, that's wrapping up the lyrics. That's essentially wrapping up the song. I don't think I can convey enough, Rachel, how much this song means to me because it hypes me up, because it starts off my favorite era of Taylor Swift's, of Taylor Swift, because I think the words, the lyrics are so cleverly positioned. This is I consider to be an underrated track because I don't think it's a favorite among too many people. But hello, sign me up to put this as like my top 10. I'm going to put in my top 10 songs of all time, Taylor Swift songs, but definitely number one album opener. Baby, let the games begin. Thank you for breaking that song down with me. I've been wanting to do that since we came up with the idea so of this fun. podcast. I feel like a so weight great. has been lifted off of my chest. Yeah. Uh, well, Sam, in the middle of the night, I've been thinking about what song we should do next. Ooh. And, yeah. I'm so intrigued. Um, I feel like you haven't chosen a song in a while because like you too. had to choose Last Kiss because of the date. Better yeah. Man was chosen by your friend. Um, so, yeah. What have you been sitting on, Rachel? What's next? Well, it is the week of Sam, and you have been hinting at the fact that you really like Fearless. Yes. And we have not done a lot of Fearless songs, right? No, we've not. So, no. I want to get into Fearless, and I know this Me is too. a song you have mentioned you like. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Baby, let the games begin. What are we doing next week? Okay, here it goes. 
Am I doing that right? Can you hear? Yes. We're doing Hey Steven. Super fun. That's a good choice, Rachel. Thank you for choosing that. Hey, Swiggies. <clears throat> you should see the things we do over on social media. In the middle of the night, I post videos of the cocktails we make, so I'll take my time to wait for you to follow us. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. At Swift and Swig. Boom, boom. Podcast. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> my dog is currently tangled up in my microphone. Sam, you've gone off the rails. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is follow us on social media at Swift and Swigs Podcast, Instagram, and TikTok. Be sure if you're listening on Spotify, hit the follow, subscribe button. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, leave us a rating. If you're listening to us on any other platform, then enjoy the heck out of it because we're, we're, we're having so much fun. Hope you are too. Sam, <laughs> your concert is next week. I'm so excited. Everything I is so I see how exciting. this is going to go. You... Will never be the same now. Baby, let the games begin. Let the games begin. Baby, let the games begin. Let the games begin. Ah, ah, baby, let the games begin. Let the games begin. Okay, I'm definitely going to go put on the Reputation Stadium Tour on my TV right now. Yeah, you have to.